0: Happy 9-11 day, cartel. You know, the day that woke a lot of us up. That's today. I'm not saying we should celebrate it or anything, but you know. There's gonna be a lot of posts on Instagram today, I'm sure. I've already seen some of uh, you know, exposing the truth about 9-11 and keeping it uh keeping that uh stream of consciousness steady, right? So uh it is what it is. Uh Anyway, with that, uh, I got uh, Mr. Todd Cave on the show today, and uh, he is a, uh, a personal trainer, online personal trainer, um, who actually focuses on people who uh, are spiritual. Uh, so he keeps that at like the for- the forefront of uh, what he does. And uh, he's an awesome dude. Uh, We got into what he does as well as um, distinguishing who God is in the Bible. Because according to him, and I tend to agree, there are several gods in the Bible. And we have to know who the loving God is by God's attributes. So we get into that and like how to decrypt that uh, using other texts such as uh, the Emerald Tablets and the other books of the Apocrypha that were taken out of the Bible for a good reason, um, and discussed a whole lot of other stuff, man, and it was just an awesome conversation, I really got. I hope you guys enjoy it, and uh, yeah, you guys know what you gotta do, uh, smoke a fatty, drink a beer, do what you gotta do, relax and enjoy the show, thank you. welcome back to another episode of the red pill cartel i am your host Davey wavy and tonight i introduce you to mr todd cave todd how you doing brother i'm very well thanks and yourself not too bad man i, I had a shift today i worked today and then i came home had a shower and then i was like oh shit i have a podcast tonight <laughs> <laughs> i forgot luckily i'm us- utilizing my calendar So it reminds me, right? But I didn't check it today and I kind of forgot when I got home. But I have nothing to do anyway, so it's all good, you know? So uh, tell my audience, the cartel, uh, who you are, what you do, and uh, we'll roll from there.
1: Okay, so my name is Todd Cave. Um, I was born in Barbados, so hence why I have a bit of a Caribbean accent. Um, I used to live in the UK for many years, almost half of my life. So I also sound a little bit British at the same time. I was going to say, um, as
0: you sound a little li- like like British
1: Jamaican. The <laughs> thing, because my accent is so mixed, because, um, you know, I was born in Barbados, so I have a bit of a Caribbean twang. And then, obviously, living in the UK for, you know, so many years, you, you pick up the British vernacular, you know? Sure. So I say words like mate and... You know, I say cheers and I talk about um, kilos instead of pounds, you know, right. stuff like that. Yep. So, <laughs> so I'm a bit mixed in terms of me as a person.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. <clears throat> and, the most the most shocking thing I've ever seen was a white guy with a Jamaican accent.
1: That is actually not uncommon for for people like us, because obviously we have white people in Caribbean and Barbados. Sure, and stuff, but it's so it totally- it, Yes, it will catch you off guard. So crazy. Yeah, Any- I can imagine. So I um, I used to be a civil engineer for many years while I was living there. And then um, I had life-changing surgery on my foot five and a half years ago that basically put me in a different trajectory. And long story short, it ended up pushing me to leave the UK to live here in Mexico and then also leaving a career, a good career that I had. And now I am an online fitness trainer, so I help spiritually inclined people burn fat and build muscle. And I also do podcasts like these because um, I've been asked to, you know, the, the universe has basically asked me to, to speak and to teach people so many things that I have learned over the past few years. Sure. And I'm just answering my call and trying to do my little bit of a part to, to help create the, the new world that we're going to go into because nothing is set in stone and there's still a chance that the bad guys can win, but uh, it is through us in our sharing it is through us improving as an individual person, because you can't change the world, but you can change yourself. But when you change yourself, you end up changing the world. That's is, absolutely
0: hundred percent true.
1: Which is what a lot of people don't realize. And like for most people, when they first come into a bit of knowledge, um, the classic is you trying to save the world and tell everybody and <laughs> say, "Hey, look here, man! You know what I mean? You see that videos, etc., etc." Been there,
0: done that, man. Me and a lot of my friends, well. One of my best friends. We both went through that period where we just felt like we had to go around and shake people's shoulders. And say, <laughs> Look at what I'm seeing, you know. And then you kind of step back from it. You get like this kind of depression because of it. Because like you, you, we realize everything's a fucking lie, right?
1: <laughs> you, you took the words out of my mouth because it. Every, almost every single person that starts to. I don't necessarily want to say awaken, but start to learn things on a higher level that for sure things are not what we perceived that they were, you know, and truth isn't really true and everything is a lie. You go through that stage where it's, it's very painful and depressing and you lose friends and family. So there's a bit of a separation there, you know? Absolutely. So I have been through that and um, now I just,
0: how you know, did that start for you?
1: Well, because I know
0: it's like I, I, I seem to have like all these discussions and people seem to always say the same kind of thing where it's like it, it was kind of a process, you know, and it is because the more like you learn one thing and then you dig into it and you're like, holy shit, what else am I going to learn? And then all of a sudden you start realizing that there's so much knowledge out there that's way more interesting than anything you see on the TV.
1: Yes, so I would say, well, it f- first first started for me when I was about ten, and what happened is that my father, he was going through a stage in his life where he was uh, searching for truth and knowledge. So what happened is that he started to go to, I, I don't, a masjid. A masjid is an Islamic center, and he started to, um, not that he wanted to become a Muslim, but he was just searching. So he was reading sure. there. Information, trying to figure out well, is these people saying is true? Is Christianity true, etc. So what would happen is that he would come home and he would tell us all of these things, and I was the one that I I don't, I don't want to say I was interested, but just by default, he just wanted someone to talk to, and it's only me and my sister, and um, I was the one that used to really hear all this stuff. So he ended up sowing seeds in my mind that things were not necessarily how they tell us, you know, especially before in terms of religion. You, before you started searching. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So he sowed a seed yeah. of doubt in my mind to the point that when I used to go to Sunday school <clears throat> and I would challenge the Sunday school teachers, um you know me or what they're saying and they would have no answers for me. And um you know I got kicked out basically because <laughs> uncomfortable questions, right? Right. So then when you fast forward now another God 20 forbid, years.
0: God forbid you question God, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so when you fast forward uh, another 20 years, um, what happened is that a, a mate of mine in the UK, Colombian mate of mine, very good mate of mine, he introduced me to something called a landmark forum. And I was very, very reluctant to do it. But he put our friendship on the line and he says, dude, if you do this and you get nothing from it, me and you will stop being friends. I said, dude, you don't have to do that, you know, me me and your friends. Like, he says, no, I strongly believe in this and this is my promise to you. So I did it anyway. And that Lamar Forum sowed the seed in my consciousness about self-improvement, right? Okay. That was the first sort of like self-improvement, self-improvement that I actually did. So I did the whole curriculum for living, the advanced. I did the CLP, which is called Self-Improvement and Leadership Program. Uh, Self-Expression and Leadership Program, sorry. And basically what you have to do is like create a project and stuff. So I learned a lot of skills in terms of how to be a coach, how to manage projects and stuff like that. But again, I was just doing this because I liked it. And what happened is that when I had my surgery five and a half years ago, because of the self-improvement that I went through for that year, when I did the whole curriculum for living, I started to like, because I was on crutches, I didn't have anything else to do. I started to read books because I was actually going through a little bit of depression because I was always a very fit person, always like an athlete. And I gained about. And extra 12 kgs. So you wow. know, I was a bit, yeah, I was a bit overweight because I was on crutches for 15 months. And, um, you know, to, 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 to cope with the depression and the sadness, because everything in my life changed. I saw massive amounts of money got lost because we just had the crypto market crash as well. So I lost 90% of my wealth. Then I lost, I got made redundant for my job. And then other things st- were happening to me as well. That this it was is like, like your uh,
0: this is like your job story here.
1: It, it, yes, literally, <laughs> I I call it my refinement period. Yeah, because the fire was so hot that everything that I thought that meant something to me was literally taken away. I mean, on levels like I was dating a girl in Colombia as well, and um, that relationship finished. You know, I mean, many things were going on like. It was one thing after the next, after the next, after the next. And what happened is that one of my friends gave me two books to read. One was called The Road Less Travelled. And the next one was called The Five Love Languages. And those two books are what basically set me on course to be a voracious reader right now. Because I started to read everything. I started to delve then at that time, I delved into religion. And I realized that was fake. I already knew that the economic system was fake, but I didn't know the things about, well, who is God? What is God? You know, all these kind of things. So, excuse me, I started to do more reading and the stuff that I was reading, I was like, nah, this can't be real. This is all fake. So I kept reading some more to try to disprove it. And I kept seeing things that were quite similar. So, okay, I kept reading some more and eventually it was like, okay, So who we think is God and what we think is God is not really true. And the Bible is not a religious book. It's just a history book. And everything they've told us was a lie. And that completely like destroyed me internally. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was at the time as well, when I was trying to tell everybody what's going on in this and that scene third, you know, going through that stage. And it was a very dark and lonely place, you know and then because of so many things were going on in my life at the time that was so hard i knew that i needed to get away from the uk for a little while so there was a conference uh, in mexico called an and i bought my ticket for that conference like seven eight months way before the um the conference because i just knew that i needed to get out so i was like okay that's sorry sorry what was it called again Anarchapulco.
0: Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of that.
1: Yeah. Jeff Berwick's conference. He's actually Canadian as well. And um, so, yeah, I came to that conference and got introduced. It was a very good conference. Got introduced to plant medicine for the first time, ayahuasca. And then that basically created a domino effect where I uh, started to, you know, do psychedelics. Uh I, I, came, I came back here to Mexico to because I, I knew I needed to leave the UK. So I came back here for six months in 2019 and um, did ayahuasca again. And then that was when like I started to connect to my higher self. And um, basically, my higher self told me, this is in 2019, Todd, you are going to come back to Mexico next year. And I was like, and this was a full-blown conversation with myself in front of the mirror, you know, like I'm a madman. but Right, right. <laughs> you know, I just call it like the voice, because that's the only way I could describe it. Sure. And the voice told me, well, Todd, you're going to come back here next year, and you're going to spend another six months. And I said, no, I don't want to do that. that that's, this six months has been extremely hard, you know. He says, don't worry, Todd, I have you. So I um, trusted and I came back for 2020 for the conference again in February. And then March 2020, the whole pandemic started. And <laughs> that's <laughs> been me. <laughs> I've, I've never left Mexico, you know? That's old so, man. It's just been a, like one you, thing led you, to the next. You pretty much established your, established
0: yourself down there, right?
1: Yeah, man. Here, i got residency. I live here now. Here is home. I sold everything in the UK, put stuff in storage, you know, um, no plans to go back because there's nothing to go back to. Right. And I left my civil engineering career and now I'm an online fitness trainer. And um, I really like it because, you know, I'm, I'm serving people. I'm helping people improve their lives because I'm not just a normal fitness trainer. Um, I guess you're a, a, a spiritual fitness trainer, if you want to call it that. Because
0: See, that's that's pretty unique because I never really heard anybody do that. Really?
1: Yeah, and it's basically because that's who I am, right? Like, Plato says that you should be the athlete and the scholar, and that is definitely me. So, I am an athlete, but I'm also a scholar where I do a lot of reading, a lot of self-improvement. Sure. Um, you know?
0: There's a there's a gym uh, near me. Uh, I've actually inter- interviewed the owner. Uh, I've met her several times, but I got her on the show. Um and her, her gym is littered with Bible quotes all around the gym, which is pretty fucking cool. It's very different. Mm. Like very Christ-centered, right? And they mm. use that in their gym as well, which I find pretty cool.
1: Yeah, because what a lot of people don't realize is that the, you, you, we human beings, we are a mind-body-spirit complex. Yep. And... Yeah, everywhere. Pardon? You hear, that, you hear that everywhere, mind,
0: body, spirit, but people don't connect with the spirit so much. you know? Correct.
1: Yeah. Correct. And especially like if you look at to our modern day society, we've lost um, a lot of connection with source, God, source, universal consciousness, whatever word you want to use is all the same thing. So we've lost connection to source and to know exactly who we are, what we are and where we came from. And we have people that mostly focus only on the body. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, I think that we are more than just the body, right? I've so met is, a
2: lot
0: of people who are jacked and they're miserable.
1: But this is it. This is it. Because this is my take on on things. To get to your spirit, you go through the body. And the reason why I say you go through the body is that in order to get your body in shape, you need to change your mindset because you have to create new habits. And when you start to create new habits, you start to fire new neurons in the brain. And we know that neurons that fire together, wire together. So what happens is that, for example... You may have to start going to bed a little bit earlier in order to get it earlier to go to the gym, for example. So you have to create a new habit of becoming more productive during the day in order to go to sleep a little bit earlier. You also have to do things like meal prep. So you have a day or a couple of days in the week where you will prepare your food. Again, this is another habit. It's a positive habit. So what you're doing is that you're slowly changing your mindset to get fit, right? Right, And what happens is that those habits that you are creating it is basically signifying that you are coming out of your comfort zone in order to improve yourself.
0: And it's not because... going to be pretty at first.
1: Correct. <laughs> so, so what happens then is that you can transfer that mindset to other areas of your life. For example, a business or being a father, a mother um, you know what I mean? Being whatever it is you want to be, because mindset is not something that you can turn on and off. You can't say, oh, well, I'm going to be good at this thing, but that thing, I'm just not going to give a damn about it, you know? So, what happens is that the same sort of um, consistency and attitude you have in order to improve in yourself, i.e., get fit, it means you transfer that energy to other areas. So, then you may get into other things now, like meditation, because meditation for the mind is what physical exercise is for the body, right? right. And with my students, I give them meditations to do. Um, I even tell them to write down their dreams and goals. You know, I actually tell them to use, I even give them books to read to help improve their consciousness, because at the end of the day, we all have things that we want to achieve. But those things will not be achieved unless you actually believe that you can achieve them. Sure. This is why Christ said that it is through your faith that you are healed. This is the actual allegory of Christ and his words. Christ actually didn't heal those people that were sick, you know, they believed that he could do it. And because they believed that he could do it, they actually healed themselves. Right. This is what people don't realize. Right. Now, for some people, they will say, oh, that's a very bold statement. So I will point you to a couple of books from Joe Dispenza. You Are the Placebo, very, very, very good book. Shows you, he uses science to prove consciousness and spirituality. Because in that book, You Are the Placebo and also Becoming Superhuman, he shows you how a change in your thoughts can literally cure or harm the body right i believe that con- yeah The are countless and countless and countless of stories in his cases sorry in his books that show that when you change your mindset you change your life right so this is why i have the approach that i have because i'm very much i have been very much influenced by the books i've read and they've opened up levels of understanding that were not there five, six years ago, you know? Absolutely. So this is why I say that I'm a, yes, I'm a, a trainer, but I'm a, I, I I talk about spirituality. And I put spirituality in my programs in my mentoring and my coaching, because if you only focus on the body, then the mental aspect of it is going to be lost and there's going to be no connection to the spiritual aspect, right? But when you have all three working in harmony, it means then that yes, you have a great body, but you also feel good internally. Right. Because I can guarantee you that a lot of these Instagram fitness models, most of them are not happy on the inside. Oh, for they're sure. Broken. Dude. They're for broken. sure.
0: Dude. I think I think that a lot like and I think it's bad for people to look at shit like that and think like I aspire to be like this person because you might not want to be that person internally.
1: <laughs> They're not happy at all, you know, and what's happening now in our society is that both sexes are broken because we men. Because we, we have became... 38 genders now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's part of it as well. <laughs> it's just a so confusion, you know, uh-huh. and part of the issues that we have now is that both sexes are broken because men are very beta now so and they lack testosterone yeah so they chase these women right that are pretty yes they're pretty but because they get so much attention from men and you know what happens when something is in abundance like that when it becomes less worth um the, the value drops for sure so if you have hundreds of men messaging you every day thirsting after you your attitude towards a man will just be well you're just a commodity to make mm-hmm. money off of and i won't i don't value you and right. a lot of these women actually struggle to actually have meaningful relationships because yeah I'm, like
0: like a guy who would value them comes their way they might not be the the best looking guy but they're going to be loyal to you and value you and treat you like how you should be treated but then they don't want that
1: no no they're chasing after the guy. It's
0: fucking sad man.
1: Yes. And they're chasing after the guy that basically he has true abundance. And also he has loads of options. And if you were an OnlyFans girl, a actual masculine man isn't gonna want a girl that's an OnlyFans girl, right? Right. So they struggle then where they have all of this. Quotation marks abundance of men, but because they're not the men they actually really want, they actually suffer internally and they feel very low about themselves. Right? Oh yeah, definitely. No, the thing is, if someone wants to do that, that's fine, but you have to be very grounded in yourself, mm-hmm. you know. And eventually, the thing, the sad thing about it is that a, a, a profession like that eventually will play on your mind because you're gonna have to go against certain morals. Now, you can do it temporarily to make a whole heap of money to go and be an entrepreneur and do other things like that. Great. But a lot of women that do that, they don't have that hindsight and it's like they say, easy come, easy go. So fast money is a fast life. Fast life means that things come and go very quickly. And then when you lose your beauty and there's another person that looks better than you, they will just take your place. So Absolutely. it's, it's a vicious circle. And then the men... All they do is sit in their basement, watch a screen, play with themselves, and they're feeling broken and depressed. So both yeah. sexes are suffering right now, you know?
0: Oh, absolutely, man. There's, a, there's a, a Canadian band, rock band from the 80s, and they're called the Northern Pikes. And they have a song that I really like, and it's called She Ain't Pretty. And like the, basically the story of the song is like, she ain't pretty, she just looks that way. Uh, (laughs) you know what I mean so it's it's like a conundrum that we're in it's like these women are like supermodels and shit but then like you get to know them and it's like there's nothing there you know
1: yes it is I would say that the dating game in 2022 is ridiculously difficult because and I've experienced this where you will be getting to know this absolutely beautiful chick but you're struggling for conversation Uh huh. Yeah. and I'm a person that you know what I mean I, I would not say that I struggle for conversation but it's like but if you're not really giving me anything mentally that is when I struggle because absolutely uh, you know what I mean I, I would like to be able to talk about high level concepts with you and uh, your consciousness is not really open enough that you can have a real conversation with me I'm be talking at you and you're not Excuse me, and you're not really talking with me, you know?
0: Dude, trust me, man. The last, the last woman I dated, I was like, I was doing all the talking, and uh, I was just like, I, asked, I had to ask her like a few times, "Am I boring you?" <laughs> you know? And she's like, "No," you know? And I'm like, "Okay, well, it sure seems that way because you're not saying anything back. You're not adding to the discussion."
1: Well, yes, this this is it, you know. And so it's very, very difficult. No one. The, the, the reason for that is that people don't know themselves mm. and because I've been living on my own here in Mexico for three years uh, I've really gotten to know myself and to really understand who I am and what I am and you know it, it, we're coming to a stage now where all of the things that I speak about are going to come to the surface because the emperor has no clothes now it is there for everyone to see that the system is broken. Everything is corrupt. We have an international criminal cartel syndicate that runs the planet. They're the ones that cause all the wars and all the drugs.
0: That though. That's the fucking problem too, right? Like, There's still a lot of people that don't believe that.
1: Well, they'll not have a choice
0: because... <laughs> it's going to come out, you know?
1: But Yeah, Christ said, all truth shall be revealed, And he says, you see sure. these buildings here? not one stone will be left unturned and the yep. people are gonna the people are gonna destroy the system because this is what a lot of people don't really understand about what we really live in even
0: even the uh the hindu uh the, the bhagavad gita talks about yeah. the veil of maya
1: yeah the bhagavad gita uh, the the
0: veil of maya is the like the curtain that's creating the illusion and that's going to be lifted one day and all truth will be revealed it's not just Christ that says it right
1: no it's, Krishna it's,
2: uh, yeah yeah
1: now very good way to segment into what I'm going to say the word Krishna is actually Sanskrit for the Greek word Christos and Christos Which means anointed. Christos in Latin is Christ and all Christ means is the anointed one that's right. all it means, the illuminated yep. one. And this is where you connect your crown chakra to source. Which is you... the halo.
2: That, that's the halo. Correct. Right?
1: Correct. Yeah. And you become the god man. Right? Because what a lot of people don't really realize is that I am god. You are god. Mm-hmm. The trees are god. The Namaste. Animals are god. Namaste. Yes.
0: I, there's an older gentleman I work with and every time he sees me he gives me, he like Bows to me and gives me the prayer hands, and we say namaste together. And he says, Every time I see you, it makes my day.
1: Well, yes. And the thing is, a lot of people don't even know what namaste means. It means to I, I recognize. The, yeah, I recognize right. the
0: divinity within in you. Within yeah, I
1: bow the divinity in you. Yeah. So, you know, and this is because every one of us on earth are God. And I recently had a, a, a Christian attacking me telling me oh, that, um, will attack you. Blasph-
0: sure. they'll say it's blasphemy and it's for me yep he says Titanic.
1: devil worship and he says oh you're you're a hubris i said but dude well clearly christ did say that we were gods because he actually said to the pharisees isn't it in your scripture that it says ye are gods right and
0: christians <laughs> will always interpret that and say no, it, that's not, he's not saying that we are God, but we are all a, a part of God, meaning we're a fractal of God and we have God within us. Everybody has God in us and themselves.
1: Correct. Correct. <laughs>
0: Doesn't mean we can create a universe though, like the, the actual one did.
1: <laughs> wow. Well. Just we're a part of it. Well, no, listen okay. To this, no, okay. Listen to this. So, have you ever heard of a character called Thoth or Thoth? Yes. Okay. So when you read the Emerald Tablets, and I've read them about six times, Thoth says that when he uh, went through the halls of Amenti, and he traveled, he left his body, and he went to other realms. He saw and met beings that created worlds, created planets created galaxies so you said that we can't do that but according to him <laughs> he said that when he traveled from his body he met beings that were doing just that and i'm like wow so there's really levels to this right and thought is one of the reasons why we still have a lot of this knowledge today because Thoth was the great builder of the pyramids in Giza. He's the great builder of the pyramids here in Mexico, Teotihuacan, and um, in Chichen Itza. And fun fact for you, the emerald tablets of Thoth were discovered in Teotihuacan in the 1920s. right? And they're made of an alchemic substance that is not known to earth, that is indestructible, and it has its own resonance, its frequency. And when you read the, those books, basically Thoth is saying that the pyramids are like 36,000 years old, you know. Right. But even older than, than what we are thinking, right?
0: I was just listening to, uh, yeah. I haven't finished it yet, but I started an episode uh, from Billy Carson.
1: Do you know Billy right, Carson?
0: Yeah. Oh Absolutely. my god, the guy is so good. But he, he's got an episode out, just came out, and it was like the uh, what is the all-seeing eye of
1: Enlil? Oh, yes, I just finished watching that. Brilliant. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. You know, funnily, right? I always knew about Billy Carson, but I never really followed his work because I was doing a lot of this study on myself. And a lot of the things he says are the things that I found as well. Sure. And then he brings other things that I didn't know. Yeah. And you see. Like the, like the God of the Bible is
0: actually Enlil. And yes. He, and he renamed himself Yahweh.
1: Well, now this is where me and him are going to deviate slightly. Oh, Okay, this is interesting. I like this. Slightly. So, yes, Jehovah and Yahweh is in Lil, but I will take it another step further and say that there are many gods in the Bible. Many. The reason why I say that is that you have Baal, which is Baal, or Bel, mm-hmm. that is Marduk, that is basically, he was the lord uh, and the chief, because Baal And Bel mean Lord. And he was the chief God in Babylon. In Babylon is where Judaism was born. Now, you have two types of Jews. You have the Jews that follow the Torah. And then you have the Talmudic, Ashkenazi, Zionist Jews. Their God is Enlil. Sorry, the Talmudic, Zionist uh, Jews, their God is Marduk. But the Torah Jews, their God is Enlil right? There's also other gods in the Bible because they were, when you go back to the Sumerian tablets, you realize that um, there were a group of entities called the Anunnaki that came here, right? 450,000 years ago. Yeah. And basically they masqueraded as gods. They told us that they were gods or pretended to be gods. Whichever way you want to
0: put Well, because they probably had all this technology that we Correct. have today, right? And they were like, Hey, look at what we can do now, worship us because we're gods,
1: right? Correct. So what happened is that you realize that um when you go back through the text, you realize that Marduk, Baal, he's in there, and Key is also in there because he goes by the name of Elohim, which is the in the Genesis story.
0: That's and uh Enki and Enlil. Enlil were brothers, right? Correct. Yeah.
1: And Enlil was Yahweh Jehovah. So there are other gods in there as well because you have um, Lord of Hosts. Lord of Hosts is actually Sabaoth. Sabaoth, we know um, that he's Lord of Hosts from the Nakamati codices, the Nakamati texts, right? And uh, he is actually the son of Yaldabaoth, who is the the equivalent of, like, the devil um, in religion, in, in Christianity, you know? Or right. Islamic religion. No, Islamic in Ju- Ju- Judaiz- Ju- Judaic religions, you know?
0: The, the opposer of humanity. Yes. Yeah.
1: So, basically, these Anunnaki are also not uh, <coughs> found in the Bible because they're called the Anak, Right. They talk about Pleiades, which is the Pleiades, you know. So when you actually really get into the text, there are many gods in the Bible. However, I'm going to give your listeners a very good way to distinguish who is the God of love, which Christ spoke about, who is the enemy, the adversary, Satan. Because the word Satan just means adversary. Yes. So Enlil was a Satan, Marduk was a Satan, Enki was a Satan at the time because they all were our adversaries at one point in time. So to describe it so people understand it, we have to have equal skills of measurement. So first thing first, can we agree that an apple tree cannot bear oranges? Sure. Correct. So that means that if you plant an apple seed, you will get an apple tree and you won't get an orange tree. Right? Right. Good. So, If you want to find out, to say, okay, is this person a good person or a bad person? You look at their attributes. So if a person that speaks bad things, thinks bad things, and does bad things, is that person a good person or a bad person? Probably a bad person. Right. So that means on the flip side, if a person speaks well, speaks about positive things, does positive things, and, you know... Carries themselves in a good, positive way. Most likely we can say that person is a positive person, right? Good person. Sure. Yep. Good. Now, let's take that equal scale and transfer that to God. So if God says, drive those people out their lands, kill the women and children, even the creepy crawlies, tax the population, and just commit murder, genocide, and to you can rape the women Would you say that's a good God or a bad God?
0: (laughs) I would say that's
1: Satan. (laughs) Ah, okay. No. so let us look at the, mostly the Old Testament. So if the God of the Old Testament, or gods, as I said, I think they are, told humans to do those things, is that a good God or a bad God? You know... There's people that would
0: justify it and say well, the people that he was trying to uh, kill were bad people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know? Okay, but is it a good action or a bad action? I would say it's a bad action. Good. So if God in quotation marks told humans to go and kill people, rape the, the, the women, kill even creepy troopy <laughs> how could that be a good God? How can right. that be a God of love? This is where the confusion in the Bible comes in. Well, this is why you need to go back to all the texts because the Sumerian tablets are the oldest um, set of information we have on earth. It is the oldest writing system called Cuneiform, right? Right. And when you look at the original tablets and then you look at the stories in the Bible, the stories in the Bible are mere copies of the original text. Because what people don't understand is that the Bible is not the oldest information we have on earth. And the Sumerian tablets are about 5,500 years old, circa, which is the oldest information on earth. And they talk about a time that is 450,000 years ago. Right? Right. And if it talks about the Anunnaki, Coming here because the Anunnaki just means those from heaven to earth came, and heaven really just means the sky. So, if they came here, wrote a bunch of freaking texts, and you look at the Bible and you look at the stories in the Sumerian tablets, you realize, hold a minute, if the Sumerian tablets are older than the Bible, the, the biblical text, and the stories are similar, it means then that the stories in the Bible are actual um, copies. They're not the original. Right. Now, basically, when you also um, look, there was a story called um, For the Great Flood, and there was a character called Zia Sudra, and that story of Zia Sudra is literally the, the story of Noah and the Ark. Sure. Exactly the same. When God supposedly spoke to Noah, well, Enki spoke to Zia Sudra through a wall, so he couldn't see him. So that was God. That's why I said there are many gods in the Bible, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when you look at that story, you realize that that is actually, um, you know, what I mean, a copy. Then when you look at the story of the Garden of Eden, and Lil was the god of Eden, Eden, E D I N. Now let me ask a question. So, according to how they tell us God is, God is supposed to be omnipresent, omnipotent, all knowing, etc., right? And God is a spirit, right? This is what we're told. So, how is it then that in Genesis they could say that God was walking through the Garden of Eden and he was looking for Adam? Notice it said he was walking. How can God walk if God is a spirit? Right. Hmm, people can't answer that question. And how, if God knows everything, how did he not know that Adam had gained a bit of consciousness? I thought he was omnipresent, omnipotent, all-knowing. Right. This <laughs> is, what, <laughs> this is com- uncomfortable questions that mainstream Christians can't answer. Right?
0: But These are the yeah. questions that I, I love looking into because I'm not scared to question the God of the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I know already... Like there's There's already a lot of shit that's like Not necessarily Left out there's a, everything's in there But there's things that People Aren't being told of, About what's really going on
1: And this is why of...
0: so many people Are so confused about it too
1: Well you see There 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 have been a lot of reactions.
0: Sorry even the word bible itself is like the word it's like babble, it's like confusion, right?
1: Well, and you connect another dot for you. So, Baal is actually Marduk, bell by bull by, Bale by Baal by Bal, right? Bail Marduk, he is the the chief architect of the Bible, and we know that as not well. people
0: not people who were supposedly filled with the spirit of god who wrote the book right
1: well this is the thing right the bible has a lot of very good information but it's mixed with a lot of very bad information and it has a lot of blatant lies in it now the thing is that to understand the bible <clears throat> you have to under- you have to think of it as like Cryptocurrency. The information, the cryptocurrency functions where you can send value from one person to the next in an encrypted form, right? Mm -hmm. And in order for you to receive that value, you have to have your decryption keys to get into your wallet, right? Nice analogy. Good. So because the Bible is cryptographically protected, you have to have the decryption keys in order to unlock the information. Now, if you only study the Bible, you will be very lost because you will not be able to understand the things I'm going to talk about. You need the, other, need keys to crypt. Need the other keys to encrypt it. So the Bible, I like to say, and because the way the English language is, we can say it, but it's difficult to say in other languages. The Bible has a lot of truth, but not everything in the Bible is true, Right. So you have to be able to decipher. It. And one of the keys to de- to decrypt the Bible is to look at the attributes of God, right? Right. And if the attributes of God in that particular moment were not positive, excuse me, that was Satan, i.e., the yeah. adversary.
0: You could easily so, look at it and say that wasn't God.
1: <laughs> correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And then when you well, use,
0: we have these, this this uh, this mentality that every time god speaks in the bible it's our god that loves us right but then there's the confusion it's like how can how can this loving just god like kill and murder and rape and kill? <laughs> you know so yeah
1: you have oh, yeah. to look at the for sure oh yeah and i am going to give you uh, some some receipts here that because this is going to be recorded people can go and look at And I would encourage them to go. Well, you can take any Bible actually because I've 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 double-checked it with different versions, and it's all the same. And you can go to, I'm going to tell people to go to two particular places: 2nd Samuel chapter 24, verse 1. And you can go to 1 Chronicles chapter 21, verse 1. It is talking about the exact same story. But listen to the difference in words. So it goes, again, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel and he incited David against them, saying, go number Israel and Judah. Samuel. First Chronicles. Then Satan stood against Israel and incited David to number Israel. So you see, one, chapter one book is saying that it is God, and the next book is saying it is Satan. Right. And those are kind of the, some of the decryption keys you need to have. Now, when you go and you look at the inter, it's called the the, the lexicon, the interling, because uh, I use Bible Hub. It said, and this, and we're looking at, I'm looking at the actual words, right? Where I'm looking at the original Hebrew in English with English translation underneath. And it says, First Chronicles, and stood up Satan against Israel. Then it says, and again the anger of Yahweh was aroused against Israel. Second Samuel. So as you can see there, I just gave you the receipts where anybody can go and search for those and they will see the same story. One says Yahweh, or God, the next one says Satan. Which proves that Yahweh is Satan, which is Enlil. Right? That's so, so amazing, dude. <laughs> you see, this is the thing, right? Like, I always bring the receipts, right? <laughs> exactly. So, so, this is why, like, when Christians try to attack me, and you drop stuff on them like that, they... They just freak out and they say, oh, you're just misinterpreting. You're just cherry picking. But no, that's the
0: that's the cognitive disson- dissonance that religion gives them, right?
1: Yes, because religion comes from the Latin word religare, which means to hold or to bind. Mm-hmm. So religion holds and binds the its followers. It, it binds the minds of its followers.
0: Absolutely, dude. I, Dude, oh, my God. I don't know if you've listened to my show at all or not, but I've said it a f- quite a few times where uh, in the beginning, of, near the beginning of my journey of, you know, looking into the Bible and whatnot, I, I studied, I was studying the Bible and I got really into it to the point where I was very getting very judgmental of people and I didn't like it. I didn't like who I became. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had this very vivid dream where I was walking down like the, uh, like a, like a bedroom where orph- orphans lay down on either side, right? Of uh, uh, Like there's beds upon beds, right? And I'm walking down this orphanage hallway and I see this, one of my favorite rappers from Toronto, his name's Chaos. And he's sitting there with his legs crossed and he, he, he looks up at me and he goes, brother, and he holds up a Bible. And he says, these words can either bind you or free you. The choice is yours.
1: But well, this is it, you know. And
0: I, I looked at that as like like my guardian angel, it, like telling me in my in my dream state, like, dude, you need to like free yourself of this because you know it's not right, you know.
1: You see, this is the problem, right? So the way this the system is, basically, we live in a duality, this matrix that we live in. Yeah, and for this sure. Was set up. This was set up by the Anunnaki, right? And They have to tell the truth because if you think about it, you can't have light without darkness. Light is only light because the darkness allows the light to basically be illuminated. You can't tell a lie unless there's not something to tell a lie against. So it's impossible for you to tell a lie if truth didn't exist in the beginning, right? Yeah. So what they do is that they do magic with a K. They tell us the truth in the movies and in books. They tell us the lie through the media and through the uh, propaganda else that they put in. And then what it is now is that it creates this cognitive dissonance in people. But they choose to believe the lie because it is nice, it is sweet, it is easy. But this shit freaking is bitter. Christ says his words are like... uh, sweet like honey but yet still bitter and rancid i think that's what he said he says when you eat these words it's like so sweet in your mouth it's like oh mm, nice but then when you swallow it and it goes into your stomach it turns bitter yes and that's where you have to digest it and internalize it and decrypt the information right here's another thing to decrypt
0: who said who said I will, I will send strong delusion so that even the elect would be deceived. That must have been Satan, right?
1: Obviously, it was it, yes. Well, yeah. Look at when you look at the Bible and it says, let us confuse man so that he no longer speaks one language. Mm-hmm. Because at the time we were speak one language and we were developing at a very high level of consciousness. Uh, why would a loving God firstly want to destroy his creation? Right. Two, why would he want to confuse us so that, well, we're confused, which means they we don't know anything. Why would a loving God do that? Yeah. Right? A loving God wouldn't do that. So this is why you, you, when you look at the message of Christ, the message of Christ is a message only of love. He says, I know I didn't come to remake the law. I came to confirm it. And he says there's only really one rule, love. Excuse me, you love your 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 God with your heart, your mind, and your soul, and you love your brother as yourself. There's one word that's common in all of those two statements, and that is love. And love is really what is creation. Because think about it. In normal circumstances, when a baby is created, it's through the act of sex because the, 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 the couple want to have a child because they love each other mm-hmm. and you 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 create it, right? So if they were against one another's throats, they would not be having sex, would they? They wouldn't sure. be able to procreate. Right. So the only way for creation to occur is if it is in love, right? You, And we know this as well because you can take uh, water and you can subject it to negative frequencies and you pour oh, the same thymatic. water on a plant and that plant will die.
0: The cymatics,
1: yeah. Right. So love is the, the love conquers all, right? Love is creation. Love is creation. And this is why we have to forgive ourselves, uh, heal our traumas and our fears. And the only way to do that is if we start loving ourselves because we're coming to a time very, very soon where our fears and traumas are going to hold us back because Mm -hmm. we're going to be offered a chance to connect with God and be in our full majesty and glory, but our fear of the unknown and our fear of failure and our traumas, whatever they may be, they're going to cause us to want to hold on to what we know and is, is, is what is comfortable. But I always say comfort zones are where dreams and goals go to die and comfort zones. Don't give you any growth in life. Right.
0: I heard a song today for the first time from a band that I really like. They just released a new album, and the lyrics in the title track called "Hyena" says, um, "If you were born with golden walls around you, uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't struggle to be a dreamer." Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to find like you have to be like I think you have to find like suffering. And then rise above that, like the, like the yin and the yang, right. In order to chase your dreams, you have to have some kind of suffering involved in your life. Right. Like, and it's not always going to be good. Like when when you reach a point where you're like, okay, I'm doing what I do now and I love it. And it's amazing. There's going to be a point where you're probably going to get hit with something. and You're going to start suffering again. You know,
1: but, What a lot of people don't realize is that even Christ had to go through his refinement. He went into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah. He was tempted. When Satan offered him
0: the fucking whole world. And he's like, no, get out of your
1: asshole. No. (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up. Now, can you offer someone something that is not yours or something that you don't already have? Right. So the God of this world is Satan, the adversary, you know, because yeah. like I said, they, 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 the truth is, according to the Sumerian tablets, that these Anunnaki extraterrestrial gods, they take turns and rule earth. Mm-hmm. And we're in the time of um, Pisces, which is Marduk. and uh, He's currently ruling. So he is currently Satan. Enlil had a time of ruling, Enki had a time of ruling, but this time is Marduk. So think about it. If you can't give someone something that you already have, and if Satan offered Christ this whole world, it means that this world is his. This is his domain. This is his kingdom. Right. Yeah? Because this is why even Paul uh, in Chronicles uh, said The God of this world has blinded the eyes of man so that they can't see the gospel of Christ. The gospel just just means the good news. Yeah. And the Christ just means they can't see the illuminated, the illuminated one, which is us. Because all of us, we become Christ. We don't worship Christ. Christ That's the fucking problem with the
0: church. I've been yeah. telling people that all the time. I'm like, we should be able to walk around and heal people, you know?
1: Well, I'm going to drop some pretty darn good receipts on you here now. Oh, I let's tell do this. To, Tell you where to find it. I'm going to tell you the story and then I'm going to tell you where to find it. So there's a book that I read that blew my headpiece wide open. And it was a group of scientists. This book was collated between 1890 and 1920. And it was a group of Western scientists. From memory, a group of 30. And they went to the Far East. They went to India, Tibet, China, and they were recording what they saw with the Ascended Masters. And the Ascended Masters were all Christ because some of them were five, there's, 600 yeah, years like old. A,
0: from what I understand, it, there is a whole Christ-like family and yeah. yeah,
1: so basically these guys were um, going from one town to the next and they came upon a river and the river was uh, high tide. So you couldn't cross. It was very, and it was very rough. So the masters, they said to them, come on uh, guys, let's go. I mean, well, we can't cross the, the, the water is very high and it's very rough. And the guys said, come on, man. And they just started to walk on water. And say, hey, come on. One of the scientists, he believed. And he just walked on water and crossed. The other scientists, they were shit scared. And they trekked four miles up to cross the river and meet them at a different time.
0: Where is this, where's this story coming from, again?
1: It's a book called The Life and Teaching of the Masters of the Far East. It's okay. Big big book because the audio books are eight hours they're three sections and each one is eight to nine hours so we talk about 27 hours yeah and there was another story in there where the masters would just come in and out like disappear and come back and there was this time they were going for dinner and uh, as they were walking into the room the room, when they first opened the door, was pitch black. And as the master was walking, the, the room was slowly being illuminated. Like, gradually, gradually, gradually. Like, as he's walking, the light is being created. Right. And when they got into the room, there was no furniture, no chairs. And just like that, it just started to come in. All of the furniture, <laughs> the chairs, everything. And then when they sat down and, you know, they were about to get comfortable, all the cutlery just appeared just out of the ether. And then all of a sudden, uh, uh, like a band, like high level beings just appeared and just start singing, creating heavenly music. And when they were finished eating, as soon as they put their, their fork and knife on the plate and every and, and that they're finished, it disappeared.
0: Disappeared
1: just like that right there was another story where they went to a place and their quarters was cuz they were doesn't they, they live in the mountains right um in tibet and china and stuff so their quarters was on a very like tall rock and there was like this spiral staircase that would go around it right but it made the, the journey very, very long to get to the quarters because it was really high up. So one of the, the scientists, he thought, this is a thought, he says it would be really nice if there was a stairs that led straight to our quarters, which is just up in the air, that instead of going around like so walking so much, we can just have like maybe like a spiral staircase to, to go from here up there. The next day, when they came back from, they went out, the staircase that he thought of was there. Just like that. Crazy. So, this book shows you that what Christ said when he said, greater things shall ye do, right? This book confirms it. This, again, this is mainstream Western scientists that went to study these masters and this book is just a collation of their notes just their notes
0: how much validity is there to that though you know like
1: well, for the audience well let's just say that when you read <laughs> when you read the saint Germain series the i am discourses that stuff in that book is confirmed in the i am discourses
0: with faith the size of a mustard seed you can move them correct
1: out. correct
2: yeah
1: correct this is why i said that thoughts are much more powerful than we realize because the word the the aramaic and arabic and hebrew word abracadabra means i create as i speak right so you are creating magic as you talk as you speak so when you say we... abracadabra yes you are creating magic because yeah. you are a magician
0: Who is the God that said that you shouldn't practice magic?
1: Um, It wouldn't be the God of love because basically Christ performed magic. See? And then the Pharisees
0: or what have you were, were saying that Christ was a demon, right? He was possessed.
1: Dude, I was doing some research here recently and up to today, the Jews still don't believe that Christ was the Christ, right? Up to oh, today, yeah. They believe that he was a heretic because their God is Enlil, right? And their God has them in this religion that basically, you know what I mean, does a lot of blood sacrifice. because
2: And stifles
0: people from doing what they should be doing.
1: Absolutely, because yeah. when, when you read the Emerald Tablets of Thoth or Thoth, um, Thoth says that beware of the dark brothers, and he also said that it is through the blood that they get their power. Now, because the blood is what gives them power, is the reason why we have so much war and genocide and democide, which is government killing its people on earth. Right? Yeah. Now, we know that the the, the reason why, but well, this part here we know from the Sumerian tablets, right? Now, the oath that, um, quotation marks, God, which is Enlil, Yahweh Jehovah, gave to Abraham, and that is that he needs to circumcise his boys, is a blood sacrifice.
0: Right? Oh, and don't forget to uh, cauterize the wound by sucking on the boy's peepee.
1: Yes, 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 yes fun fact for you in the talmud right you can actually have sex with a girl if up to the age of 3 years old and she will be a she will be a perpetual virgin oh jeez know, between between birth and 3 years old but it can't be a day later you know it must be up to 3 years
0: which would probably fucking potentially kill them
1: yes so th- th- this stuff is heinous man you know so when you have the Jews having kosher meat, right? They are performing a blood sacrifice, and this is how these extraterrestrial gods maintain their power, right? Oh wow. Now I can drop another drum bomb on you now.
0: Dude, you drop your bombs, man. I love this.
1: So the Muslims, they have richly slaughtered meat called halal meat. Right. Now when you look at the word halal, <coughs> the word halal came out of Babylon. It is pronounced halal, but spelled hellel. H-E-L-E-L. But it is pronounced halal. That was another word for, drum roll, please, Satan. <laughs> Holy fuck. So, even the Muslims, they don't know that they are worshiping Satan, but they, like I said, there are many Satans. No. Well, this
0: is why I, the
1: um. Sorry to cut you off, but um, all like uh,
0: apparently in the end times, all these three Abrahamic religions are supposed to unite.
1: They will, and they're actually doing it in, from memory, Abu Dhabi. There is uh, a place where you have a synagogue, a mosque, and a church, and all of these high religious leaders, the Pope the muftis, the rabbis, they all know, they're all Illuminati, right? It's because. all going to
0: be a satanic uh, reunion.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Yeah. You
1: know? Um,
0: because... It's a really funny South Park episode where the three uh, religions unite and and it's celebrated in Israel. You got to look up this episode. It's too fucking funny. And all the, all the religious symbols, they come together... Like, you know, the Star of David, the moon and the star for Islam, and uh, the cross, right? They all, like, unite into the Van Halen logo, and Van Halen comes out and celebrates the unification of the fucking... (laughs) 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 It's too funny, man. Anyway,
1: go ahead. Dude, this thing is nuts. Because from what I have researched and found, I can categorically say... That Islam is by far the absolute worst religion on earth.
0: A lot of people beg to differ.
1: But because they don't have the receipts nor they've not done any research on it. No, I'm going to drop some more bombs on you.
0: I, I heard the Talmud says that Jesus is boiling in uh, hot excrement in hell.
1: Because they, 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 these are all satanic. Cults, right? And they would you find? Spirit. Would you find though
0: that Jesus is like the center, though?
1: The, all right. First thing first. I don't use the word Jesus. The reason why is that I the, word like the word Jesus I like never use, existed. I like to use uh,
0: Yahushua.
1: Yeshua Yahushua. I use the word Christ because what it is is that Christ is a spiritual office. It is like. You have um, Donald Trump is a man, but he was the president of the United States. So he is is Donald Trump and he was the president of the United States. So he held the office of government, right? Joe Biden is the president of the United States now. He's also the president, right? So he is a man, but he has that title. Yeshua, Yahushua was a man. But he held the spiritual office of Christ. Right? Mm-hmm. So for me, the Christ is what the representation of what every human being should aspire to, not Yeshua or Yahushua, the spiritual office of Christ, because the Christ just means the anointed one, which right. is all of us. Right. Right. So this is why people that will hear me speak will never hear me use the word Jesus. Even sometimes I will use Yeshua. Right, you know I me mean? or Yeshua, but most of the time I use the word Christ because the spiritual office is what takes precedent of of the the actual character of the human being
0: and the right? actual the actual laws that uh they abide by the Christs abide by uh whereas Satan uses the maritime law right
1: um Christ works on the law of the universe, natural law yeah and Satan works on maritime law, yeah, because it's the law of the sea, the currency. Right? Right? So, you know, going back to what I was saying about Islam, Islam is by far the absolute worst religion on earth. I don't care. Islam
0: or Judaism? I thought you said Judaism. Oh,
1: maybe. Judaism is bad, but Islam is the absolute worst, because for Judaism... You have to go into like the talmud and stuff to find stuff, but when you actually go into the Islamic sources, dude, Surah sixty five verse one, right, confirms that you can have sex with a girl. Um, doesn't matter age. It doesn't give an age. Right. It just says that you can ha- you can marry a girl even if she's not pubescent. Yeah. Even if she's right. not pubescent. So pubescent would be like 12, 13, you know, adolescent, right?
0: Yeah, like right when they're when they're like in mid-puberty or whatever.
1: Right. But <clears> that <throat> book tells you you can do it at any age. Yeah. Also, there's a very, very good channel. I don't know if it's still up on YouTube. Is a guy, uh, a channel called Political Islam, right? By Bill Warner. He's a scientist. He broke down the Quran, the Surah, um, the Sunnah, and the Hadiths. And basically, he says that 65% of all the texts are negative. Murder, bloodshed, violence, etc. Right? Mm -hmm. 65%. Also, I can tell you that there's a lot of stuff that people don't know about the religion. And I dare... I don't care who Mufti they bring. I would destroy the religion because I've got the receipts on it. The problem is is that a lot of people have cognitive dissonance and it doesn't matter what you bring. It's like talking to a liberal. They will just ignore and create a straw man or a red herring to counter your argument but never address the argument. Sure. So We know that um, in the life of Muhammad the, 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 the Quran was revealed between 610 and 632 the first 12 years of his life he was in Mecca he only converted maximum 120 people to his religion when he went to Medina after um, 12 years when he first started so that 622 roughly that was when all the verses became very warring so yes there are positive verses in the Quran but that's only the first 12 years well, it's the and same thing that. as the,
0: the Holy Bible, right? Like the positive kind of it, right? She got to yeah. discern, and your greatest discernment is God's attributes, right?
1: Yeah, but this is <laughs> He was an illiterate an illiterate 7th century caravan robber who had sex with a girl that was nine years old. Oh, but right? of course. And in their sources, it tells you all of these things. He tortured a man for money, right? There's a... There's a
0: Believes in
1: God, or Allah, right? <laughs> uh, Allah, Allah, I think, is a creation in his mind because Jibril, or Gabriel, he's supposed to be an angel, but this is the thing, right? Um, I think that that was an extraterrestrial Anunnaki God talking to him. And from my research, the God of Islam is uh, an Anunnaki called Sin. He was the chief God of Ur, right? And we know these, we, the way we can track these uh, Anunnaki is through their symbols, right? Through the symbology. And the crescent moon... And that's why um, the
0: symbology will be their downfall.
1: Yes, but you see, <laughs> they have to tell you these things, but they don't... Again, unless you have the, the, the decryption keys, it will mean nothing to you, right? So we track this cult. It was born in Ur, and the chief god was Nanar Sin. He was the moon god. Moon god Sin. And that cult left Ur and went down into Arabia. And they had three goddesses. Alat, Manat. Alat, Aluza, and Manat. And Alat is the feminine for the word Allah. Right? Okay. So, so basically... The, the, there were these three cranes that the pagans used to worship and they were supposed to be like intercessors they would take the prayers to God well the moon gone and our sin right and we know that because we, we can we track the cult from, from Ur now the, they, they were pagans and they had a Kaaba which is still, still the same Kaaba in Medina Mecca, at the moment and the pagans used to circumvolute the, um, the Kaaba stone Right, the the the, the carb, which is a cube, right? right? Yeah, seven times in total, two times really fast and five times slow. That is the exact same practice that the Muslims do when they go on Hajj. No, right? There's so many pagan roots, right? That is is unbelievable.
0: And that ties into Saturn worship too, does it not? Like the,
1: the... Oh, very good, you took the words out of my mouth. To yeah. The cube, yeah, the cube is just another derivative of. The the, sided figure, Saturn or had. Satan, yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, comes out of Saturnalia, you know, which was the uh, the pagan Roman uh, holiday, in it when I mean, they used to just drink, get pissed, and have sex with everyone, in it. Right.
0: My my question though is to you, like, why would you worship the bad guy?
1: Because they don't know you see the indoctrination is so good right and it's very systematic if you think about it right the when you first come out of the womb what they do they cut your umbilical cord trauma yeah they freaking slap you on the ass <clears throat> they put freaking drops in your eyes
0: they circumcise you they suck your
1: pee uh huh and then what they do is they take you away from your mother, right? And go and do whatever knows with, her, with them. So there's no bond between the mother and the child. Now, fun fact for you, the, the placenta, when you actually look at a placenta, it has the tree of life on it, right? And the tree of life is also found a lot on the Sumerian tablets, right? And this has... Um, Basically, when the child is connected to the placenta, it gets all the nutrients, all the antibodies, all the consciousness comes through that placenta into the child. And eventually, uh, when they're ready, they will just remove the, the, the umbilical cord or it will drop off. But they will either remove it themselves or it will drop off. So when we come into this world, we are full of trauma because you get stuff put in your eyes they circumcise you, they jab you with all these things, and they take you away from your mother. So you were attached to your mother for nine months in this warm, cozy environment, and they then put you in an incubator to supposedly keep you warm, to monitor you, and that connection there is broken. So we some people, some people
0: would call that the science.
1: Well, is the same science that <laughs> pros, that shows that these jabs work really well that you need to take six of them, you know? Right. And then, like Trudeau is saying, well, you need to take them every six months, you know, because they work so well. That's the science.
0: Right. You know? And people are still getting
1: sick. Aye. So, you know, it's, it's all fake, right? So what they do is that when they, they inject fear into the consciousness of a child. Right away. And then Right away. So the only two energies that exist in the world, one is love and one is fear. And fear is a very powerful energy because it can be used to uh, control humans because humans are not able to think in a coherent, coherent, uh, coherent way, you know? They can't analyze information in a way to make good choices, right? So then now, what you do, they do now is they injure all this fear into the, the child now and then the mother, who is a product of the society, has her fears and traumas that she teaches her young. Humans are the only species on earth that teaches their offspring to be slaves, right? So what happens then is that all of her fears and traumas, even from the dad as well, will get put on the child. To make matters worse, you send them to public indoctrination camps, which they call school, and they do that for what, 16 years of their life? Right, 12 years, you know? And then and they, they
0: put you right into elementary school. What does that word mean?
1: Well, they, they're programming you how to just follow orders. This is where you have bells to sing Elementary,
0: my dear Watson. Like, the most simplest thing, right? Yeah. They get you right from the fucking start. They put you in that indoctrination camp. Which I always knew was bullshit. The school was bullshit. I always knew it, you know. Yeah. I think a lot of people that are like "quote unquote" awake knew that school was bullshit.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look. This is the thing, right? We don't learn anything really in schools, you know. Mm-hmm. And you have to go back um, just over a hundred years ago when John D. Rockefeller took over the American education system and after he did that completely, he took over the pharmaceutical industry and basically that was the blueprint that was exported to the whole world because he said, uh, I don't want uh, innovators, pioneers and entrepreneurs, I want workers to fill my factories. Yep. So he took over the American education system and that model basically was spread to the whole world. Right. So they don't teach you how to think. They don't teach you how to do. What a,
0: what a good fucking lackey for Satan, eh?
1: Oh mate, he was the best, man. You know what I mean? What about Henry uh, Ford?
0: Dude, Henry Ford was the one who uh you know, um was he was the one that made the the whole 8-hour workday, uh 40-hour work week. Yeah. Yeah. For it's like, dude, and I always told people, I'm like whoever created Whoever thought that people should be working 40 hours a week should have been shot before the idea came out of his mouth. No work balance. There's no work-life balance anymore. It's all just work. You come home, you eat shit, sleep, repeat, right?
1: It's all by design, right? Because you see, the things that I'm talking about with you on this podcast, right? People will not have the time to go and do the research o- about these things because you, well Col- so... COVID
0: was a huge part of that too right well
1: like, for the people that were inquisitive but for the people that are just the normies, all they did is they just binged on netflix mm-hmm. went on only fans pouring hub you know what i mean just filled themselves I... with a, a lot of electronic stuff, you know, Garden. instead of uh, damage, you know?
0: Me starting a podcast because of COVID. I was like, fuck this shit. I'm sick of this. I got to do something, you know? <laughs> so this is ah. like something to the world, you know?
1: <laughs> uh, so that's how it was born. Mm-hmm. So you see, this is the thing, right? We have a system. And even when you go back to the Sumerian tablets, in Lille said in one of the tablets that he set up a system that will cause humans to be in perpetual slavery, mm-hmm. right? Because think about it, you, you, you fill the child with fear for the, and trauma when they come out of the womb. Now, you have a situation where um, mommy can't really take care of the child because money is tight. Yeah. Right? Because one wage from the father can't support the family anymore. So the the mother has to leave the children with a babysitter or maybe her grandmother, her mother, or whatever. But what who's raising the child is the television, right? Oh, absolutely. The the television, by the time a child is born till they're 18, they've probably seen over a hundred thousand images of brainwashing indoctrination that's sure. their character that's so how many...
0: middle, like pornography too they're, they're yeah kids are lo- like looking at pornography that shows women being like demeaned and like fucking slapped around and shit and they're gonna think that that's fucking normal right
1: right and then you you have like part of the uh the dumbing and down dumb and indoctrination is through the food and your diet, because your diet oh, yeah. is not just only what you eat, is everything you consume, your friends you keep, the books you read, the media you consume, and of course, yes, the food you eat. So, just a classic one, you will see probably by the time you're 18, over 100,000 images of pizza, cigarettes, beer, Coca-Cola, etc., etc. So, now, if you think of that, in, and then you put in the whole uh, homosexual topic Now for my part If someone wants to be homosexual It's up to them right I'm sure. not here to judge Sure. But what I do think Is that the You can be Led to believe That that is your preference Based on the information You've been taking Whether consciously or subconsciously Because if you are seeing homosexual acts From a wee child all the way into your young adult health. Like again, if you're seeing over a hundred thousand, not everyone is going to be inclined that way, but some people will be. So it shows that you can actually, your thoughts are not really your thoughts then. Right. Uh, uh, uh. So you may say, okay, yes, I like men or as a girl, I like girls. Okay. That's up to you. But how do you know that you've not been indoctrinated to think that that's what you like? Right. That's that's my point, right? Because, again, I live in Mexico, right? I have never seen a people who drink more Coca Cola than the Mexicans. Oh, really? Coca Cola is, dude, I'm talking like the average Mexican probably drinks up to two liters of Coca Cola a day.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Like, literally, right? Like, it's it's mad. It is mad. (laughs) And that, and think about it, is because of all the imagery, the marketing, mm-hmm. dude. I walk up my street when I come to the gym, and I see on the, some of the street signs, and underneath it, I see Coca Cola. I'm like, <laughs> wow! That's so crazy. you see, so you see what I'm trying to make. So I'm not saying <laughs> fucking not...
0: fifty fucking uh, grams of sugar per fucking can. Of yeah, dude, per can. A wow, can, one can of coca-cola is like 55 grams of sugar dude
1: wow
0: two liters you know that's
1: levels that's levels
0: like that's so way more than what you should have in like a week
1: <laughs> yeah so this is what i'm trying to say that if even if someone likes someone the same sex that's up to them but i asked them the question how do they know that those thoughts are theirs right considering that the indoctrination ha- and the propaganda has been so good that you've been ingesting it since you were born, right? We are being programmed and led down a very slippery path, oh, which sure. is an anti-human path. Because well, okay, yeah,
0: then, we, then we can get into the transhumanism agenda.
1: We, 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 we can we can segue into that, but but think you know. of it: homosexuals, right? cannot produce offspring right well that's
0: a depopulation thing right
1: correct correct right so for me now i don't even blame them they, they're just a product of their environment because sure. we all got indoctrinated to think this way and there's some people that believe the government is their savior right that's oh so sure, dude.
0: As well. my family feel, feels that way
1: so you know I me, mean? it's the same way with sexuality with all these 38 genders, like well, first thing first, where did the thirty-eight genders idea come from? The right bloody media, right? Yeah, they put it in our consciousness. I, I
0: it, don't government fucking uh, attaches itself to that and then Correct.
1: and then the government tells people that and they believe it. Correct. So this is why I said that I think that. People need to understand that their thoughts are not really their thoughts. They're being systematically programmed to think in a certain way. Well, it's easy for
0: you and I to say that to, to, you know, to each other, because we know that, but then like, how do we get that like across to other people, man, you know, cause like, what was it, Paul that said, um, in the Bible, like take every thought captive into Christ.
1: Correct. Correct. Take every thought captive. Now, this is the thing. This is what, this is my take on it. You work with the willing. The ones that are unwilling, you don't work with them. That's this true. Is why That's Christ true. said, my flock hear my voice, right? Right. My, oh, my flock know me because they hear my voice, right? So if any things that you and I have said tonight have resonated with some people, Then they're the ones that you can work with, right? The ones that will just um want to come and attack us and say, "Well, you're a a anti-religious, phobic or anti-homosexual phobic or whatever." Well, it's funny you always always have critics, isn't it? I always ignore them.
0: Yeah, for sure. I always think it's funny how like people would say like, "Oh, you're you're um transphobic or you're." Uh, homophobic and nobody's ever really called me that because I never really say anything negative about them. but it's funny how they use that word phobic because it's like to have a phobia means that you're scared of something. And it's like, I'm not scared of homosexuals. I'm not scared of transsexuals. you know what I mean? like they they want to like make it so that you're afraid of them and it's like, no, I'm not a, I'm not afraid of them. I'm just pointing out that it's probably not the fucking best thing, you know. <laughs>
1: But well, the thing is, is that if you actually break down the etymology of the word, phob, phobic, phobic don't, means an people, irrational fear.
0: Yeah, people don't even know what fucking etymology, etymology is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, th- 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 this is the thing, because most people don't read today, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a very famous saying that goes, if you want to hide the truth, put it in a book, right? Yeah. Because no one reads anymore. Or even does audio books? No one consumes any books, whether audio version or physical. They just reading. want
0: their next fucking episode on Netflix, dude.
1: Correct, right? And this is why, like, I really feel for people because what's happening is that the 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 our overlords are getting us to only focus on the external, which is how we look. You know, I mean, how much money we have. Oh what yeah, kind of car we drive, what kind of woman you have, etc. All of these things are meaningless because everything in this world has a shelf life. Yeah. It all dies, right? So why are they trying to make us to concentrate on anything that dies? Because it gets us to create attachments to those things. Sure. In reality, those things are not important. This is why Krishna said in the Bhagavad Gita to Arjuna, that you need to be able to look at a lump of gold, a rock of gold, the same way you look at it as a, look at a normal rock. Yes. And when you can look at a piece of gold the same way you look at a rock, it means then that you've overcome the attachment to the gold. I'm telling so then-
0: you, bro, seriously. I, there's <laughs> there's so many guys that I work with and, and I'm like, oh my God, that girl's so beautiful, right? and they look at me they're like what you know what I mean I'm like dude like look at her she's beautiful (laughs) because I'm look I can see their fucking soul you know like there's this one girl I'm like I have a huge crush on her but she's got like not the best body but I talk to her and I'm like oh my god like I love you you know what I mean like such a crush But, like, other guys would look at me and go, dude, that's fucking disgusting. I'm like, because you're looking at the external. I'm looking at the internal,
1: right? Correct. Correct. And they know that the kingdom is within. This is why Christ always says, my kingdom is not of this world. And he always says, the kingdom is is inside of you. That's right. right. And they are trying, not trying, but they have tricked humanity into just worshiping the flesh yes worshiping everything on the external you know now with the advent of social media um you know everybody is on instagram looking at all these women that look good and then on the flip side the women looking at the women that look good and they're feeling inadequate about themselves so they can go and do a whole heap of plastic surgery in order to look like these girls now, there's the thing, right? I don't have a problem with women that do plastic surgery, but I want to. I think that if you are only fixated on your physical appearance mm-hmm. and not how you feel on the inside, your spiritual connection to Source, then you will be very unhappy because. These women that look the best are the women that are the most broken and are the most and are the loneliest. I, of right? course, man. I tell people all the time. Like people say, like
0: these guys come up to me, like, dude, this chick's so hot, eh? I'm like, yeah, you know, she's she's
1: pretty, but she doesn't fucking
0: smile at all.
1: You dude know? is mad. Is <laughs> mad. Dude, look.
0: And I find that very unattractive. Like if I see a me beautiful,
1: me Me too. Me too. She-
0: She looks fucking miserable. That beauty is not non-existent for me. You
1: know? See here, dude, in my gym, right? I'll be honest, there's some pretty hot women, right? Yeah. But, 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 when you look at them in the face, you can tell they're not happy with their lives. Yeah. You can, they don't even smile. Dude, they don't even say hello. If you try to say hello to them, they're very, very unmanly.
0: Yeah, they think you're just there to fucking fuck them, right? But there's all right. so much, there's so many different
1: factors, though. You know, like let's play devil's advocate and let's say that sure. that were the case for every single man, right? Now you knowing that, but do you not only want to do you want to see what's in the guy's mind? Because yes, if all right, let's be honest here, if a guy goes to talk to a woman. In his mind, he wants to have sex with her, but obviously, you have to get to know her. Get to know her, right? So, the, having sex with a woman is the end game, right? But for, for most, for most, but to get to that end game, you still need to get to know to get to know the person, right? So, yes, a guy would come and talk to because sex is on oh, is, is his motivation, but a, a proper guy would want to know what's in the mind of that girl. Absolutely, and a girl will want to know what's in the mind of that guy. Absolutely, the problem is is that people look for how should I put? It? Let me try to find the right words to say. People get with people who they can see have similar traumas and fears that they have, so they have mm-hmm. commonality, right? Mm-hmm. And the sad thing is that it's not a conscious thing; it is a subconscious thing. So what will happen is that yes, the guy may want to come and sleep with your stuff but you may end up sleeping with him if he has the same fears and traumas that you have and he communicates that in a subconscious level and your subconscious picks it up and you're like, okay, boom. I'm going to sleep with him because you feel in that comfort zone. But But the the thing is
0: us being energy-based beings, we we have the ability to pick up those energies when we have sex with those people.
1: Correct. Dude, and uh, what it is is that I find that here, the reason why I don't have a girlfriend here is because the things that I talk about are I'm a very positive person and uh, I'm very what did you say, you know, trying to keep my energy high. Trust but,
0: me, I'm I'm single as well and say for the same reason.
1: And what happens, right, is that you might. Said- my
0: problem is I'm out of shape, <laughs> <laughs> and I drink, you know. But it's oh. like at the same time, it's like I don't, I don't drink because like I, like it, it it's an escape from reality. It makes me feel good, but at the same, time, I know it's like not the best thing for my body. But at the same time, it, like it opens up my lips for my podcasting too, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, right? Everything in moderation. Look, mm-hmm. I, I'm a I'm a very good shape. I still drink wine and stuff, man. You know what I mean? I like I like wine, so I drink that sometimes on the weekend. I don't drink wine every day because I'm always busy. But you know, I I would drink a little glass of wine here and there, you know. Sure, but you know, again, I'm to like in terms of the women. You remember what I said in the before that Christ's words are like bitter, sweet, and bitter. They sweet mm-hmm. when you go in the mouth. So, like, what happens is that women will be very curious about me because I talk about things that they've never heard about. But what's happened is when they digest the stuff, they talk about. They realize, hold on a minute, for me to be with this guy, I need to do work on myself, and you know <laughs> what? That's just not happening. So they all leave me because they, they well when I say leave the energy my energy repels them because they don't right. want to do any work on themselves. Right? That's the problem.
0: That's the problem with Jesus or Yahshua or whatever you want to call them. You know, once you profess your belief in that, it turns a lot of people away.
1: Yes, because people are not comfortable. To look at themselves in the mirror exactly say, well okay exactly um, maybe I need to you know shave maybe I need to go to hairdresser dress to get my hair done maybe I should you know take care of myself maybe I should start to get into shape maybe I should start to read more maybe I should start hanging out with people that do drugs etc etc you know people are not willing to ask themselves the hard questions right
2: yeah exactly
1: and this is a, a, a the reason why I am single right and at first, I thought it was something wrong with me, but I realized no, there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah, it is it is yeah. it is, it is that these women don't want to do anything to to improve themselves because for them, and I mean, like I said, Lord, Lord, a lot of them are very very pretty, but they just only have prettiness. They only have beauty. They they have no Dude. level of integrity. You know? <laughs> I put
0: out a fucking post on Instagram the other day and I took it down sometimes I I post stuff and I'm like fuck maybe I shouldn't have posted that and I delete it right (laughs) but one of the posts that I put up the other day was um, I see a hell of a lot of beauty out there but not a lot of brains and because that shit's a rarity these days right Right. something like that right and (laughs) I just like I looked at it the day after and I'm like fuck man Maybe there's somebody out there who thinks that I'm targeting them, but I'm not. I'm not targeting anybody specifically, but that's just what I see. And I just felt bad. Like, I felt like that was like a judgment on my part, you know, so I took it down, you know.
1: You know, we have a saying in Barbados and it goes, she looks good from far, but for, but she's far from good.
0: Yeah. Just like that song that I told you about earlier tonight, She Ain't Pretty, She Just Looks That Way, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. You know, people today, I would say in general, don't really want to work on themselves. And Well, that's the difficult path, right? Yes, but this is what I like to tell people. All of us on Earth were born because of pain every single mother that gave birth to a child had pain contractions The ones mm-hmm. that you know what I mean those are painful you know so if a new life is born through pain it means then that by doing the painful things the most difficult things are the things that give us the most growth right absolutely and the more you ignore and avoid doing the things that you should do, the more you will continue to suffer. Mm-hmm. Because Lao Tzu, he said pain is an option. No, pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. Right? Yes. And, what is happening now is that people are choosing to suffer by not getting themselves in shape, not reading books, not doing things like meditation, consuming all the, the, the media that they're telling us, taking all these shots, you know what I mean? Worshipping government God, believing that the government is going to be there to save them and to help them. give you them know, a handout check. You give them a handout check, you know? People need to start to go inside of them and ask themselves, well, who am I? What am I? Where did I come from? What is my purpose? And if people actually start to ask themselves these questions, then it will start them to on a, per, a, a path of self-discovery. Because unless you actually know these things about yourself, your life is going to be miserable. You can have all the money in the world. You could be a billionaire, but that doesn't mean you're going to be happy.
0: There's so many people, people that have so much fucking money, dude, and they, they have no connection to their higher self.
1: Exactly. Uh, like I I
0: I'm a, I'm just a dude who fucking works at for a corporation, a grocery store. I don't mind it because I know that I'm home and I'm gonna do this podcast with fucking beautiful people such as yourself and get these messages out there for other people and that makes me feel way more fulfilled than doing what I do at my regular job.
1: But there's the thing, nope. right? And what that is, is like what Christ said, you'd be in this world, but not of this world. In the world, but not of it, yes. So there's nothing wrong with having a job, but if you know what your purpose is, and yes, your job h- helps feed your addictions to food and shelter, no? Because right. beings seem to have that, common addiction amongst ourselves you know food and shelter <laughs> you know so yeah once we fulfill those those uh, those addictions then the other things like what you do with your podcast and like what i do now as well where i you know i get people in shape and i help them to you know being in service to life. others
0: is one of the biggest things being in service to <laughs> others and that's what christ did that's Correct. what christ came here to tell people is like you're not here to like serve yourself you're in service to others and once you can find like a medium like a happy medium for yourself to 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 serve other people like doing what i do doing what you do that's what it's all about man it's about you fulfill that spiritual side of you when you do when you know that what you're doing is in service to others and not just yourself and just doing my podcast alone has helped me to be a better person, um, to go out on my daily life, to go to my job and still be able to, you know, give a handout to somebody if they need it or, you know, pick up a fucking box and put it in their car or whatever, you know, it makes me feel like that's what's supposed to be happening, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, is if we, we this is what people fail to understand it is only through serving others that we can truly serve ourselves yeah because i, I am you, I, you yeah. are me and exactly. we are one
0: a hundred percent i had this one muslim lady come up to me the other day and she said you know she came up to me she she uh put her shopping cart in, in, the, in the shopping cart corral. And she looked at me and she said, I will never forget you. And I said, what? She said, I will never forget you. You helped me the uh, like a couple weeks ago and I had a really bad pain in my arm and you just like willingly and lovingly helped me and I'll never forget you. And I'm like, God bless you. You know, that just like made my fucking day, you know, like almost like almost made me cry, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I I believe
0: you, I can understand. Those are the most beautiful fucking moments in life to me. Like where somebody would just say that to me. I'm like, holy shit, you know?
1: Yeah. You see, this is what we feel to understand that if what we put out is what we receive, yeah. And if we keep putting out negative thoughts and keep using negative words and keep doing negative actions, only thing that we can create is negative. Right. It's impossible for an apple tree to bear oranges. So it is impossible for you to do have a negative frame and to produce a positive outcome.
0: That's right. Uh, a, good, a good tree will bear good fruit, man.
1: Correct. This is why I always use the analogy for the tree to show people which God they should be looking at. Because in reality, we are God, but we've just forgotten that we are. We are a yeah. fractal of God individual, individually expressing itself in its own unique way. And I, sh- I tell people, well... If you go to the beach, and you take a cup, and you fill that cup with water, is that water in the cup not the ocean still? Is it not the beach? Right. It's the same water, isn't it? You just put it in a vessel.
0: And it looks much clearer when you put it in that vessel.
1: Correct. No. the, The cup, the vessel, is our body. The spirit, the God in us, the Christ... The mighty I am is the water. It's inside of us, but we have forgotten that we have that essence inside of us, but we just focus on the body. So we think that the cup is the all and be all, but it's not. It's just one part of it. Yes. It's an important part because you wouldn't be able to have that container. The water would not be in that container if there was no container, right? But because you are fractal. You're a fractal that contains the whole because the water in that cup has all of the same attributes and all of the same chemical composition than the main ocean. So that is exactly us. If you take a bit of water from the ocean, it's exactly like how we are as humans. We are God. All of us are God. We just forgot and we have the same attributes as the father, mother, God. But we're just expressing ourselves in an individualized way, having a different experience, and that's how great God is. He just wanted to have different experiences, so he created, you know, I mean himself from nothing, and then created himself in other forms so that he could have all these experiences. Dude, I. <laughs> I could honestly fucking
0: cry right now. Like, I'm kind of tearing up a little bit. It's amazing. It's beautiful, man. Like, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't uh, find a better way to, uh, you know, end end the discussion. I don't want to go any further, really. I think that was, like, the best way to fucking end it, you know?
1: Yeah, man, that's fine. I mean, I really hope that people listen to this chat we had today and... You know, I've given you all some sources, some books. Uh, I'll give you all um, some other books yeah. to read. Because plug
0: away, plug away uh, the books uh, where my audience can contact you. And I'll put it all in the show notes, man.
1: Sure. So I'm going to recommend a few books. So one of them uh, I already mentioned, which is The Life and Teaching of the Masters of the Far East. Excellent book. The other book is the Nagamati text. So this is a compilation of books that are apocryphal books that didn't make it into the Bible and for good reason because there's a lot of them. Yes. It tells you a very different story that the Bible doesn't want to tell you. Um, the book of that's Enoch sa-
0: that Satan doesn't want to tell
2: you.
1: <laughs> true. 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 The book of Enoch is another great book. Book of um, Joshua. Just Oh, fantastic book. Yep. Um, there's another book called um, the, the I Am Discourse by St. Germain. Um, but it's Godfrey Ray King, I think, that wrote it, but is channeled from St. Germain. And, he, and there are three books in that particular series. It's called The I Am Discourse, The Magic Presence, and Unveil Mysteries. Fantastic trilogy. And um, you can look at the... The Cabalion, another great book by Hermes Trismegustus, which is really Thoth, Hermes, uh, Kukukhan, Kowatsukawadal, Melchizedek, same character. And then another one is called the, um, the Bhagavad Gita. So those books, I think, uh, will be able to open up a, a, a wealth of understanding of A lot of the things that I spoke about. And then, of course, the Sumerian tablets. Uh, And I can't forget this book because this actually came out of those tablets. The Lost Book of Enki. The Lost Book of Enki will help people to understand uh, who are the Anunnaki. And then if I can talk about that, the other two books called the Atrehasis, which is really uh, another name for Moses, um, for Noah, sorry, which means saved one and the Enuma Elish, uh, very good. So if people were to um, read those books, they would get a very, very good understanding of a lot of the things I spoke about because those books are my sources. And anyone that, you know what I mean, liked this chat, uh, wanted to reach out to me, ask me any questions. Um, I also, I'm a fitness trainer, as I said in the beginning. So I help spiritually inclined people, people burn fat and build muscle. Um, I also write about these things that we spoke about today on my Instagram feed. So because I'm not a, an average trainer where I just have posts about fitness, but I have posts about the spirit, um, what's going on in the world, improving your consciousness. And also, obviously, you know, may have um, you know, fitness stuff, transformations of people I've worked with. So anyone that is interested in changing their life, tired of feeling at like this fitness thing, and would like to get in the best shape of the life, but don't know how, um, you can send me a DM with the word burn fat, or just send me a DM in general, um, you know, saying that you heard this podcast, and you can find me at Adriano underscore 246, so that's basically Adrian with an O, uh, A-D-R-I-A-N underscore 246, or my name Todd Cave on Facebook, um, and yeah, looking forward to chatting to anyone that has any questions or you know want to get into shape as well, because um, I can actually help you with both those things. You know, improving your consciousness, mindset, how you uh, believe it with yourself, because thoughts are things. And yeah, dude, any... up,
0: upgrade your grey matter because one day it may matter.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna copy that. <laughs> upgrade your grey matter because one day it may matter. I like oh, that. That's I like that. A
0: song from. Um... Ice Cube's cousin, uh, Dell the Homo, uh, the the fucking Homo Sapien, uh, one of the best rap albums ever, Deltron Thirty Thirty. Deltron Thirty oh, Thirty. Yeah. yeah, dude, it's one of the be- my favorite rap albums ever, uh, and he's got a song that's like, "Upgrade your gray matter, cause one day it may matter."
1: Nice, nice, yeah, nice. shit. And also, I write a, a lot of books. I have probably about. Thirty-five or thirty-six books on my Instagram. Really? Yeah. So if anyone goes on my Instagram, you would see there's a section in my highlights um, that links back to all the posts that have all the books that I've read, and those are just maybe a, a quarter or a third of the books I've ever read. You know. So, but I've read loads of books, and I write about books as well because I like to show people where I get my information from. And I just say, well, you may want to look here, have a read, yeah, you know, me have a read of this. You may understand a little bit of things I say because there's there's not much time left in this system, and we have to forgive ourselves, heal our pains, heal our fears and our traumas, so that we can become the Christ. Because it's only through the Christ that we will make it to the end. Because the race is not for the swift, but he who endures to the end. I love um, it, man. And on that note, I would say thank you very much for having me. Um, you know, I had a really good chat with you today. And, again, anyone that wants to reach out to me, at Adriano underscore 246 or Todd Kiv on Facebook, and I look forward to chatting to anyone and, you know, working with you all. Or if you have any questions about anything I said tonight, then just fire me a quest- a DM and that would be fine.
0: He will get back to you, Cartel. And thank you so much, Todd, man. You are extraordinary and just like me, you know. We're all fucking part of the game and yep. we're going to win it in the end, you know.
1: The battle has already been won. That's it. The, the, the emperor has no clothes, right? That's it. That's it. But it's just that um, people just have not realized it yet. Um... We're all
0: scared. We're all scared, man. <laughs> I think that's what it is.
1: This is why you know, we got to get fears. over fear because God Correct. did not give
0: us a spirit of fear, but of love and a sound mind.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree. Th- more.
0: Thanks a lot for coming on, homie. And uh, we'll keep in touch. Okay.
1: Yes, mate. Cheers. For thanks, that, man. Mate. Have a good Thank one. You. you too, bud.
2: Thank you so very much for listening to the Red Pill Cartel. This is yours truly, uh, Mr. Nigel D. Gold speaking. And uh, we hope you enjoyed that show. Davey, you enjoyed that show with uh, Todd, huh? Yeah, man, that guy's, that guy's something else, man. Like, I didn't expect it, really. I didn't know he was so knowledgeable on, on all these
0: things, and it was a, it was a shocker.
2: Yes, you know, uh, Nigel has to go read, uh, some more of those texts, you know, like the Sumerian tablets and the, uh, the, uh, emerald tablets and, uh, what have you. And, uh, we need to know who we are in this world and what place we have, you know, so, Cartel, we really hope you enjoyed that show and, uh, we love you very much and, uh, you know, if you want to support the show, you go to, uh, patreon.com and uh, links are in the show notes and uh, you know give to your heart's content because uh, you know we know times are tough you know but uh, if you can give a little bit and uh, a little love our way then we would greatly appreciate it and uh, thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day cartel Nigel are
0: you German
2: all of a sudden? Why? Because I said wonderful? Like, I'm not allowed to say Wunderbar. Wunderbar? Okay, okay. <laughs> I guess that's new. Thank you, Davey. No. Go do something. Okay. Love you, Davey. Love you, Cartel. Goodbye.